Welcome to episode two of Serial Killers and Seltzer, my people. So I'm so excited that earlier today I saw that almost 30 people have watched my watched my first episode, watched it with your ear holes, listened to my first episode, and I feel so great. I'm so excited. I know it's silly, but it's just exciting that 30 of you listened even if you didn't like it you still listened so you made me feel good so ha 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 fuck you anyway so today will be a little we'll call it a mini-sode so episode two is a mini-sode um just because i have a big case that i am working on and i think it might be a two-parter but i wanted to get something out before this weekend. So here we are. It's a commercial. Why? Damn it, kid. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hi, everybody. I'm back. Sorry, I had some technical difficulties and then I ate dinner, but I am back now. And like I was saying, uh, episode two is a mini sode because I plan on doing a two-parter for episode three and four i'm super excited about and hopefully you guys like it um so this mini-sode is about the mcdonald triad um so i've always been fascinated with true crime and uh crime shows in general and as a kid i would always watch these shows with my grandma um shows like ncis law and order law and order svu dun dun and my personal favorite is actually Criminal Minds. Um, and it really wasn't, like, the murder and, like, the gore that actually uh, held my interest. But really the why or uh, what actually led this person to commit such a heinous act. Um, the science and the psychology behind the killers um, and, like, their actions are what actually intrigued me and, like, kept me interested. So, with that being said, like I said, today we are going to be talking about the McDonald Triad, and uh, we'll also go over a couple uh, other theories on what makes a killer, or what contributes to making a killer. Um, okay... So, through various portrayals of what leads one to engage in such violent crime, it is not surprising that there are also associated distortions and myths. Um, so, criminal, criminal motivation remained mostly a mystery until about 1963. Um, in 1963... Um, Oh, sorry. 
Mostly a mystery until 1963, when forensic psychiatrist John McDonald published a paper titled The Threat to Kill. Sorry, you guys know that I don't know how to edit all this stuff out, so I just record the clips and then I put them in my Anchor app. Anyway, so The Threat to Kill, um, in addition to a pattern showing great parental brutality and extreme maternal seduction, um, i.e. fucking Ed Gein and Ed Kemper, too. Uh, McDonald identified animal cruelty, animal cruelty, fire setting, and persistent bedwetting. Um, so in children, oh, persistent bedwetting in children as predictive factors of future aggressive and violent behaviors in adults. So, um, particularly a tendency towards committing homicide or serial murder, especially when two or more are present in childhood. Um, The latter three behaviors became the basis of McDonald's triad. Uh, The McDonald triad was also known as the triad of sociopathy or the homicidal triad. Okay, so McDonald developed this theory based on clinical observation of a group of 48, uh, on a group of 48 psychotic patients and 52 non-psychotic patients, all of whom had threatened to kill someone. Um, This group was pretty diverse, uh, roughly equal amounts of male and female, and a great variety of ages, so ages 11 to 83. Um, so when I first read about the his experiment, I kind of deduced that uh, it didn't really seem like his experiment was going to work. It just, um, like I'm no scientist or psychologist, obviously. I would still talk to you guys. I just would probably be making a little bit more money than I do. But anyway, so um, I would think there uh, should be like a solid control group um, of people that are maybe on the outside, not in an institution, um, that are asked the same questions as the people that are in this institution, the psychotic and the non-psychotic patients. Um, And then I think that they should have been two equal groups. And then, like, maybe do the experiment based off of that. Um, but anyway, I I digress. I'll uh, leave that up to the professionals and we'll continue on. Um, so let's go through each of the factors of the triad, starting with animal cruelty. The worst one. Okay, so McDonald believed cruelty to animals stemmed from children being humiliated by others for extended sorry I burped for extended periods of time this was especially true of abuse by older authoritative adults who the child uh, couldn't retaliate against uh, so for example parents or older siblings um, children instead 
because they couldn't retaliate. Children instead act out their frustrations on animals to vent their anger on something weaker and more defenseless, which is extremely sad. Um, this may this may allow the children to feel a sense of control over their environment because they're not powerful enough to take violent action against the adult who may be causing them harm or humiliation. A 2003 piece of research uh, by McClellan uh, noted that out of 45 violent male inmates that were a part of that were a part of this study, uh, 56% of them admitted to animal cruelty in their childhood. Those who admitted to the animal cruelty as children were also more likely to have also suffered parental abuse, which is extremely sad. Um, so Alan Brantley, an FBI special agent, believed that killing animals was also often was also oftentimes a rehearsal for killing humans and those who went on to kill humans would also use the same tactics as used on their animal victims um so when i read that information that like automatically made me think of jeffrey dahmer uh we'll get to him later in a different episode um but he liked to do experiments on animals and he also did experiments on his human victims okay so next in the triad we have fire setting so mcdonald suggested that setting fires may be used as a way for children to vent feelings of aggression and helplessness brought on by humiliation humiliation again um this is a running theme also control and lack of control um anyway sorry brought on by humiliation from adults who they feel they have no control over so basically all about control like i said or lack of control um it's often thought to be one of the earliest signs of violent behaviors in adulthood noise Fire setting doesn't directly involve a living creature, but it can still provide a visible consequence that satisfies the unresolved feelings of aggression. Um, okay, now we have bedwetting, um, also known as enuresis. Enuresis. Sounds about right. Bedwetting is common in children, but when it continues after five years old, um, when it continues after five years old for an, an extended period of time, um, it was thought by McDonald to be linked to the same feelings of humiliation. What humiliation? Um, that could bring on the other triad behavior of animal cruelty and fire setting after the age of five persistent unintentional bedwetting is called enuresis like i said uh, bedwetting is part of a cycle that may exasper exas oh my god exacerbate feelings of humiliation oh my gosh humiliation I should 
count all of these. You guys should start drinking. Humiliation when the child feels they're in uh, trouble or embarrassed by bedding by wetting the bed. Uh, the child may feel more and more anxious and helpless as they continue the behavior. This can this can contri contribute to them wetting the bed more often. Uh, bedwetting is often linked to stress and anxiety. Okay, so there was clear or there has clearly been a great interest in the topic and theory that over the years. Uh, many studies have been conducted on different aspects of these factors, but like anything in social science, uh, there's always a rebuttal, an argument, and or a flaw in the theory. There's no exception to the uh, McDonald triad. Um, the number one flaw found in uh, McDonald's triad is actually McDonald's study. Fucking told you guys. Maybe I am a scientist. Or a psychologist. Anyway. Um, so, in his study, 100 participants were used. 50-50 uh, uh, male and female. Um, the demographic. So, the demographic, the age, um, the people's upbringing. Very diverse. And in most other cases or studies, this test, uh, this test group probably would have worked very well and been ideal, actually, uh, but not in this instance. Uh, so this group was actually seen to be too small. He had two sets of results, uh, quantitative and qualitative. Um, so the quantitative being anything with numbers, percentages, anything... Uh, that can be measured, basically, anything measurable. Uh, qualitative data would be anything else, so stories, case notes, and police interviews. His results for the study came from observations in a clinical clinical setting, so a very artificial, artificially created environment um, and too controlled, actually. Um, everyone in this study hadn't actually hurt anyone, uh, just thoughts or threats of killing another individual. So, I mean, not really, I don't think a good test group because they were just patients. They didn't, they just threatened to kill somebody or threatened to hurt somebody. So, um, so the triad is pretty prolific uh but with all of these flaws in the theory and the data collection um i bet you're wondering how it gained so much momentum and basically became a household name well john e douglas robert k wrestler and ann burgess may be your answer our answer um, so these names may be familiar to you if you binge the Netflix show Mind Hunters, like I did. I don't know if there's gonna be a season three, but I hope there is. Anyway, so their fictional uh counterparts are Bill Tench 
Holder Ford and Wendy Carr. Um, but Douglas Ressler and uh, Burgess claimed substantial evidence to support sorry my notes to support the McDonald triad in their work uh, profiling actual serial killers as part of the FBI's behavioral science unit for psychological profiling. Um, Mine Hunters is based off of true events and the research done by Douglas Ressler and Burgess. Um, is the re- sorry is the reason that it gained so much momentum and is still around today. Um, so loads of evidence to back up the theory straight from the profiling, straight from the profiling. Oh, sorry, straight from profiling these heavy hitter serial killers. Um, in the 1960s, uh, behavior science was brand new. Um, it's not McDonald. It's not that McDonald was straight up wrong in his theory. He just uh, didn't have the right test subject or the right uh, test conditions. Or so I thought. So, after a lot more research, uh, the McDonald triad just doesn't seem to be true. Um, despite evidence to... Despite evidence to the contrary and flaws to McDonald's original study, it didn't stop teams of psychiatrists. Um, a couple years later, um, they continued doing tests with his theory, um, just under different conditions and with um, different offenders. Um, one study, they had 84 offenders who at the time were uh, imprisoned. 53 of them were not aggressive yet. 31, oh, not aggressive yet, 31 were considered aggressive. I don't know why they keep doing, like, not equal numbers. I don't, like, why wouldn't you do more aggressive people? Like, more, a higher amount of aggressive people versus non-aggressive. I don't know. Anyway, or equal. Do an equal amount. Um, Out of the violent offenders, it was noted that Three-quarters of them had one or two of the factors of the triad. And 45% of those 31 offenders had all three. Seems promising, right? Fucking wrong again, my dudes. I was so... I wasn't ready for those results either. Uh, so due to the study being so small and poorly designed... I told you. Told you they're flaws. Somebody put me in charge of these. Uh, poorly designed, they decided to scale it up and structure the study better. So they called me and I let them know what what to fucking fix. Uh, the larger groups and uh, tighter controls couldn't produce the same results. They probably did something wrong. They didn't listen to my they didn't re- listen to my critiques. Uh, the results didn't even come close. Um told you i'm pretty bummed that my research uh, techniques did not work for them but anyway um so moving on to 2018 so in 2018 there was a review of evidence by charlotte parfit and emma elaine elaine called not the sum of its parts a critical review of the mcdonald triad uh, so they reviewed all evidence available for 
the McDonald Triad, and they came to three main conclusions. One, any one of the factors could predict violent offending, but is extremely rare to find all three in one subject. Two, evidence of the factors would point to a home environment that could be considered dysfunctional, where a child has poor coping strategies, which see, which means there would be other factors at play that could account for violent behaviors being exhibited in adulthood. And three, further research on this theory needs to take place with strict, rigorous controls to establish the validity of the results. Somebody finally fucking listened to me, smart-ass fucking ladies. All right, let's let's keep going. There's a, so there's also an article um on the psychology on oh my god on psychology today written by Dr. Catherine Ramsland, which uh when I do Israel Keys, I'm also going to talk about Catherine Ramsland because she wrote articles and a book about him in Israel Keys blows my fucking mind. But anyway, so Catherine Ramsland see blah, 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 uh, wrote an article. She effectively comes to the conclusion that we should move away from stating outright that two factors of the triad is indicative of someone becoming a future serial killer. Even though Israel Keys had all three um, much like in popular culture and uh, shows like I mentioned earlier, so uh, big in uh, Criminal Minds and the way that uh, they profile the ums, unsubs, um, unknown subjects, <laughs> they may have went, or they may have wet the bed until they were 46 years old, set fire to churches, and murdered cats. It's basically how uh, most of their profiles start or end. So they uh, really, they really uh, milk the uh, triad. But anyway, so Ramblin, Ramsland continues on to say that instead we should be looking for evidence of factors in indicate, indicating a child that may be stressed or one that has poor coping mechanisms or developmental, sorry, I keep burping developmental disabilities that need unique guidance and attention. Um, childhood experience of parental neglect, brutality, or abuse are more likely to affect whether someone is more violent in adulthood than the factors associated with the triad. Okay, so I'll be honest with you. Before doing some of this uh, in-depth research, I was a firm believer in the uh, McDonald Triad in that a majority of violent offenders exhibited these factors, at least two, but sometimes three. Um, but it seems to be—it seems to me now that the factors of the triad are um, mechanisms for coping with an extreme dysfunctional home life. Uh, the more time, or the more I think about it. Uh, so many other factors play a part in how a person turns out, um, but that's kind of more of the uh, nature versus nurture theory that we can go over in uh, another episode, my friends. Um, but yeah, 
So, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, yeah, well, I hope you all enjoyed my little, uh, mini-sode. Uh, more to come this week. Uh, keep your eyes and your ear holes open for more from Serial Pillars and Seltzer. Um, we have hoodies available. Just DM me at at serial killers underscore seltzer to put your orders in and then i also have my t-shirts and i can make sweatshirts with my logo and i also have t-shirts with uh my first cute little quote from my episode one saying uh just a beefy lady trying to own a tavern if you want one of those fucking get one um, so feel free to DM me with any reviews or even drop a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I don't know if every platform has all that stuff, but fucking do it. Um, anyway, yeah. So thanks for listening, and uh, I look forward to talking to you guys later. Talking at your beautiful faces later. Okay, bye. Wait, cheers to 2021. Okay, I'm going to chug the rest of my drink before I go to bed. Good night, goodbye, my friends. Okay, goodbye.